Hey, what's going on? Future is now podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Nakamura, and I'm so glad that you are joining in today. I'm excited to talk about today. It's kind of a hot topic issue. I don't know if you've seen the He Gets Us campaign going around, but I was actually approached by He Gets Us and uh, was offered to partner with them and do a promotion, and I decided to decline it. Me and my wife decided to decline it. So today we're going to be talking about that specifically on why I think um, that this movement isn't something that I want to specifically get behind and kind of the decision-making process of that. So I'm not going to keep you any longer. I'm excited to get into this. So get your hearts and your minds ready for today's episode. So He Gets Us is a Jesus campaign that came out on the Super Bowl Sunday, and it was a big marketing campaign. There was two ad spots that they made. They spent a bunch of money, kind of promoted it. You've probably seen influencers that have posted about it, pastors that have posted about it. A lot of people have gotten behind this movement, and He Gets Us actually reached out to me asking to partner, asking to do an ad, asking and offering money, and I said no. I said no. Um, and there's specific reasons that I said no, and I'm going to be talking about why I think that this isn't a movement that I specifically want to get behind and uh, the reasons that me and my wife decided to say no and kind of the dangers, in my opinion, on a movement like this. So I'll give you a little bit of backstory first. Um, the He Gets Us campaign reached out to me, and at the time, I had no idea who this campaign was. You know, I, I had no idea uh, that it was such a big deal. I had no idea that there was millions and millions and millions of dollars backing this company. And they actually reached out to me and said, hey, um, I, we would love for you to do an ad on your Instagram, on your TikTok to promote us, to talk about how the Super Bowl was going to be uh, showcasing these ads. And at the time I was like, I was excited because, you know, like the right now we're in the stages of the podcast where I would love uh, for it to start making us money first to start making my my family some income so that it would help you know obviously podcasting um, is difficult and YouTube is difficult and TikTok and all of this that I'm doing it's difficult and so now when we start seeing these opportunities pop up it is exciting and so initially I was like oh my gosh I get to talk about Jesus and this this campaign is talking about Jesus at the Super Bowl that's amazing and all I have to do literally all I have to do is tell my followers hey guys this He Gets Us campaign is going to be releasing an ad. That's all they asked me to do. And it was going to be great financially for me and my family. So initially I was like, oh, that's amazing. So before I say yes to anything and before I sign any contracts or do any of that, you know, obviously we want to be wise in what we're promoting. And a lot of times, you know, something sounds great, but you have to investigate. So uh, me and my wife, my wife and I, we took some time and we really prayed about it and we really considered and we actually kind of, um, through prayer and through consideration, through seeking God, through going on the website and looking, at first it, it kind of was a shock because I had a little gut check in my spirit where I was like, huh, for some reason this this feels a little off. And my wife equally and even more so had a had a check in her spirit. You know, every decision that we make, we make it together, right? This is This is an us thing. And by the way, my wife is like, 10 times more discerning than I am. Like she has a discernment gift. And so whenever she says, hey, something about this feels really off, I'm obviously going to listen to that because 
uh, again, she's way more discerning than me. There'll be times where she's like, hey, uh, did you, have you noticed that this person is is acting a little bit different or something seems off about them? And I'll be like, what are you talking about? They're fine. And turns out they're not fine. <laughs> you know, so um, I, I've learned through marriage wisdom, every married person out there, I've learned that my wife is very discerning and I have to listen to that. So um, she kind of have felt that I kind of felt that. And so we're like, well, maybe before we really jump into this, let's kind of go on their website. Let's look at what they're actually saying and kind of consider. And so we did that. And basically everything that I read kind of confirmed in my heart, what I had been feeling in my spirit in that it's not necessarily that the campaign is saying the wrong things. They're just kind of leaving out specific key elements of Jesus that I think are crucial to who Jesus is. You know, I don't know if you've, if you watched the uh, previews or, or the commercials about it, or you went on their website, but um, he gets us. It's, you know, they're not necessarily saying the wrong things, like I said, but it's just kind of, in my opinion, a lot of half truths. And if I'm going to get behind something, I not only have to say, okay, I agree with what you're saying here, but I look at the trajectory of where this could potentially go. And I have to understand that if I put my name on it now, my name's on it. And, and I have to back that up going forward. So with the He Gets Us campaign, and I pray, by the way, I pray that this isn't the case. I pray that um, this doesn't actually end up happening and that He Gets Us is an actually biblical Jesus movement that leads people to Christ. That's my prayer. Like, I'm not hoping for this downfall. I'm not hoping for this turn of the road. But at the same time, I have to be discerning and I have to be wise with what I'm putting my name behind. That I believe in a Jesus that loves everybody. I believe in a Jesus that forgives. I also believe in a Jesus that is holy, that is righteous, that turns us away from our sin. And so what I'm seeing with this, it's not, I, I see and I'm forecasting that the He Gets Us movement might be leading people towards a Jesus that isn't quite true. And the reason that that, that scares me, I was actually talking to Adrian about this last night. The reason this scares me is because we are seeing a movement right now of people that say that they love Jesus, but they are making Jesus somebody that he is not. We saw, we've seen it in Andy Stanley's turn of theology, right? His tolerance of sin, obviously, the, the, the route, the road that he is going. We're seeing it across a, a, a wide variety of, of Christian influencers, of some pastors, where they are just turning towards this love, forgiveness, Jesus, that by the way, is not untrue. Jesus is loving and is, he is forgiving. But what they're starting to do is they're starting to paint a picture of Jesus to where he is tolerant of sin, that he is almost accepting of sin, of our differences. And that's just not the Jesus that is in the Bible. That's not the Christian Jesus. That's not the biblical Jesus. That's not the holy and righteous Jesus who still is. He's all man, but he is fully God as well. And so uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of go through these on what they have on their website that I frankly, you know, I want to talk about because it, there's the way that it's worded and let, um, let's get this straight. This is a campaign that spent millions. I'm talking millions of dollars. Like some people estimate the figure to be over a hundred million dollars. And so they are obviously very cautious and very careful of everything that's worded um, across their website, across their ads. Like this is meticulous. So we have to look at how things are worded because it's obviously strategic and it's obviously on purpose if they poured so much marketing material into this. So 
Um, first of all, across their entire page, there's no scripture, uh, which is a big red flag for me personally. If you're going to be talking about Jesus, let's talk about scripture. Now, I will say that there are reading plans that route you to the Bible app, and there's, I think, seven-day reading plans on there. Um, but I read through a couple of them, and even those, you know, they're, they're this whole thing about, you know, one verse and... Um, it's not even on their main page. It's just, it's routed. So on their main page, the about us, the, the, uh, connect the videos, like there's no verses, there's no scripture, uh, which I think is important. Um, in the about us, here's what they say in the about us. Be assured though, that we're not left or right or a political organization of any kind. We're also not affiliated with any church or denomination. We simply want everyone to understand the authentic Jesus as he's depicted in the Bible. The Jesus of radical forgiveness, compassion, and love. So again, very uh, eloquent in what they're saying. It sounds great. The only issue I have with this is they're, they're trying to be so in the middle, but Jesus was, and I'm not even talking about politically, I'm just talking about ideologically, like their ideology. They're, they're just kind of saying, hey, we're not with anybody. We're not affiliated with anything with anybody. And it's hard to make that claim when obviously I'm not saying, you know, Jesus was out there in a MAGA hat. Like I'm not saying he's out there like, you know, holding hands with Bernie Sanders campaigning for people. But I am saying that in life, we have to look at organizations and the values that they stand for and understand where Jesus would kind of fall under that category, right? Like we have to look at, okay, yeah, we're, we're not political. Jesus maybe isn't a political organization, but Jesus would, would be pro-life, right? That's not crazy to say. So my, my, my gripe with this specific is you're not even taking a stance. And it's kind of like the idea of like, if you don't stand for anything, you'll bow to everything. And I just wish that this organization would take a stand about something. Hey, hey, we're not affiliated with anything, anybody, no political organization, no church, no denomination. And it's kind of like, oh, there's no strings attached. And in my opinion, when there's no strings attached to something and when there's no affiliation, there's no accountability. They can kind of just do whatever they want to do without any, you know, we don't know who's funding this. We don't know who's giving to this and we don't know who they're associated with. So really it's an entity upon itself. And I just have an issue with people always staying in the middle with everything. It's like kind of, in my opinion, it's a little bit cowardly, like pick a side, you know, have courage and stand for something uh, where they're like, no, we don't stand for anything. We're just all about love and unconditional love and compassion and, and forgiveness, the radical Jesus, you know, and um, that that's where I have a little bit of an issue. Again, it's kind of like, it's not the wrong thing, but it's kind of a half truth, right? So we, we keep going and in this, it says, we have an agenda, which is fine, whatever. It says, the more ideologically defensive we become, the more willing we are to make sacrifices like kindness, patience, and respect and dignity of others for the sake of victory. So the more ideologically defensive, so it's kind of, I don't know why it's attacking ideologies. Like Christianity in itself has ideologies. It has values that we stand for. Jesus had ideologies that he stood for. And so to say the more ideologically defensive we come, the more willing we are to make sacrifices like kindness, patience, and respect of dignity, it's not really true because First Peter 3.15 says, you can actually have both, right? It says, be, uh, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason uh, of the hope that is in you. Be ready to be, defend yourself. That's what it's saying. So uh, what are you defending? An ideology. Be ready to defend yourself. But here's the thing at the end of it. It says, with meekness and fear. 
So in 1 Peter, Scripture tells us, hey, we can defend fiercely what we believe and also be meek and also have a fear of the Lord and also have respect for people. So you can have both. So that's my issue with this specifically is it's like, okay, you can't be ideologically defensive. Don't defend your ideologies where it's like, well, what are you doing then? You're just being tolerant of everything? I don't, I don't believe in that. I believe that there are values and structures that God would agree with that Jesus would stand for. And he loved people all the while, but he still stood for what he believed. Um, then we, you know, we keep going. I'll read this. We've done a lot of homework on our culture. We researched how people feel about each other and that they think about Jesus and Christianity. We've connected with thousands of people of various faith traditions and those who claim no religion. We spoke to all kinds of people, different backgrounds, beliefs, and yes, political affiliations. And this is what we've learned. From politics to sexuality and religion, so many of us feel like our values, beliefs, and identities are under attack by the ideological others around us. Many perceive those who differ with them on issues of justice, dignity, and humanity is not just wrong or misguided, but also as evil. As enemies, we often see others as closed-minded, selfish, hypocritical, and if we're honest, many of us respond in kind. Um, so... This whole thing is, it's just, it's talking about, hey, let's have an open mind. Like what, why are we, why are we attacking ideologies? But it's because like there are absolute truths that God stands for that, and we can attack ideologies. That's not, that doesn't mean we're attacking people. And that's what this is getting wrong is, yeah, I will say something is sin. I will say something is wrong, but that's not attacking the person. It's just attacking sin. And this sounds just like this progressive Christian movement where it's like love. Let's not talk about differences. Let's just talk about Jesus and the love and forgiveness that he brings. But forgiveness comes with repentance and repentance comes with turning away from sin. Um, this campaign just feels like they're wanting to spotlight the humanity of Jesus while ignoring the holiness and righteousness of God. That's what it feels like. It feels like, hey, Jesus loves everybody. He's forgiving of everybody. And let's not talk about sin. I mean, Jesus was sinless. And guess what? That's not mentioned. I didn't see one word of sin on this website. Salvation is not mentioned, which is the one, that's the message of Jesus is repentance and salvation. Unconditional love despite our differences is mentioned. And here's the, the, the difference between the way that they word it versus the biblical Jesus is number one. The world was not attracted to Jesus because he was like them. The world was attracted to Jesus because he was not, and yet he still loved them. He was totally righteous, and people wanted that because people are attracted to the true image of what we have been created to be. So when you see perfection in Jesus, and you also see that he is loving you, it draws you closer to him, and it draws you towards repentance. That's the Jesus of the Bible. And I'll end with this. People are saying, well, at least the conversation is getting started about Jesus. At least people are talking about him. But that's not good if the conversations are started under a false pretense. Conversations about Jesus don't matter if we are depicting a false Jesus and talking about that false Jesus. It's actually leading people more astray than drawing people closer to God. At least if you preach a true Jesus and people don't want it, they're not, they're rejecting the true Jesus. But if you, it's worse that you're preaching a false Jesus and people are accepting that false Jesus because then they think that they're, they're following a real Jesus when they're not. If someone that doesn't know about me is talking about me, saying inaccurate things about me, and I hear about it, I'm not going to say, oh, well, at least they're talking about me. Hopefully they'll just work out all those things. I'll say, no, can you go correct that? I actually don't stand for that. I, that's actually inaccurate. I'm not like that. I don't want people saying things about me that are false. False. 
I don't want people having an idea about me. That's not true. And I think the same thing is with Jesus is like, Jesus doesn't want people to be talking about him when they're talking about things that are inaccurate and not true about him. He wants him to self to be spoken about in a way that's true, that's loving, that's gracious. So at the end of the day, this He Gets Us movement to me feels like it's just, it feels like a road to progressive Christianity. It feels like it's going to preach Jesus and then all of a sudden Jesus is tolerant and then Jesus is tolerant of sexual sin. He's tolerant of um, idolatry. He's tolerant of uh, false gods. He's tolerant of all these different things that progressive Christianity wants you to believe that it's all love and it's no repentance. It's it's all forgiveness and, and, and it's no... Um, it's no righteousness. It's no holiness. It's no sanctification, right? It's just, hey, I know you're different than me. I know you're walking in sin, but that's okay because Jesus loves you and he forgives you. No, that's not, that's not the biblical Jesus. Jesus draws us towards righteousness, towards holiness, towards sanctification. Um, his, his, his righteousness is attractive. And so that's why I didn't get on board with this He Gets Us campaign. Because I feel like they are walking down a dangerous road that will lead to progressive Christianity, that will lead not towards people um, following a true Jesus, but people following a false Jesus. And that's more dangerous, in my opinion, than anything else, is preaching a Jesus that isn't true. Um, this, And it, by the way, this was a hard decision to make. I mean, like... The podcast, is we're not flush with cash over here. You know, it's not like, oh, okay, no worries. I don't need this money. Like this was a hard no to say, but I just feel like God will honor, um, honor the decision of I'm not going to promote something. I'm not going to get behind something that I think is leading towards a dangerous narrative. And that's what I think that this is. Again, I pray that it's not this. I pray that they do start implementing the, the true gospel message and they start talking about uh, the true biblical Jesus. And, and, you know, maybe this is like getting people on board and, and mailing lists and then starting to preach the true Jesus. I hope that's the case. I just don't. You know, my spirit tells me that it's it's not, and so you have to check. You have to trust the Holy Spirit sometimes with it when they gut check you like that. When he get gut checks, gut checks you like that. So um, that's just my stance. You know, obviously there's people that disagree. There's people that I respect that are for the he gets his campaign. So there's going to be disagreements here, but that's just my personal take on it. So uh, you know, it's just a warning to you guys to be aware, uh, to be cautious of this um, and what you're talking about with it. Um, but we'll see how this pans out. We'll see how it continues to move forward. Um, my prayer is that it gets better, but I don't, I don't know if it will. So thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. If you haven't yet, make sure that you subscribe, make sure that you like the video, comment uh, what you're thinking and reach out to me on Instagram at Spencer Knock. I would love to have a conversation about the podcast. I'll see you guys next time on The Future Is Now.